This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Field Notes brand. USA made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is the lovely Jude Ted Mori. Jude came and talked to me about his favorite movie, one of his just favorite things that exists, and that is Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Uh, If you've never experienced The Room, um, it's unlike any other bad movie that you may have ever seen in that it's just front to back absolute garbage (laughs) nothing about the movie works and and somehow that makes everything work that's something that we really land on by the end of this conversation jude encourages everyone to see the movie in general because it's ridiculous and hilarious uh but also encourages people to watch it before they listen to this just because it would be more fun uh to kind of follow along in the story and uh the story of the movie being made, not necessarily the movie itself. There's not much story there. (laughs) Um, But uh, Jude's um, progression through finding this movie and going to screenings of it and, and cultivating jokes and, and absurd things to yell out during said screenings is so fun to listen to. So funny. Definitely made me want to at least uh, check out the book he mentions um, that one of the actors in the film wrote about the process of working on the movie. Um, it's called the disaster something, uh, fact checks. Um, anywho, it's a great app. Jude's so funny. Um, if you want to see him in action with other members of, uh, his sketch group hijinks, which is, uh, combination of a sketch group that i first came to know jude through which is uh two bunnies eating flowers which is so so funny and ridiculous um but it's their group combined with a group called sovereign uh that past guest of the show clayton margison um is also a member of so uh check out hijinks they recently put up a festival of their own where they did 12 shows that they did monthly over the course of a year um they performed them back to back over the course of 12 hours it was crazy i wish i had been in town for it i got a chance to talk to jude a lot of uh, jude about it a lot before we started recording and uh i was very happy for that um but if you want to check out their first show post the hijinks fest um this saturday at the io theater in chicago that is march 7th at 10 30 um they're doing a show called hijinks busters and it's kind of jude's chance to kind of get back at everyone for how much of a punching bag he was uh no pun intended during hijinks fest so he uh jude got to come up with tasks that he wanted all the other members of hijinks to have to complete and they're pretty amazing i can't imagine how the show's gonna go and neither can jude according to him um he's certain it 
has the possibility of being a total train wreck. So I don't see how you wouldn't want to witness that for yourself. Um, so check that out, uh, Hijinks Busters, at IO Chicago this Saturday at 10.30. Um, you may have noticed at the top of the show that there was an ad uh Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative for hooking up that sponsorship. Um, really, really excited to be a part of this uh, kind of pilot program. And you can learn learn more about that at chicagopodcastcoop.com. And uh, if there's ever an ad that you actually go check out, if you thought Field Notes sounds cool and uh become a patron of theirs uh let those businesses know that you heard about it from a podcast so that uh these kinds of things can keep happening not only for me and for mbsing but for chicago small businesses and podcasting it it just it's an untapped well that uh is starting to get tapped and hopefully it can lead to cool things for everyone um and it's so short it's the shortest thing you can skip it if you really want to but like i know a vast majority of podcasts have uh advertising and it can get annoying but that's all it's ever gonna be is just really short at the top so check those out um both field notes and the chicago podcast co-op and uh thanks for that Oh, boy, other advertising. Thursday nights, 8 o'clock, the Annoyance Theater, Fishbowl. Come check that out every Thursday for the foreseeable future. Sunday, March 15th, 7 o'clock, the Nerdalogs will be hosting our monthly show, Your Stories, at the new Cards Against Humanity offices at 1917 North Elston. Cards Against Humanity will be our guests for that show, so we'll have a number of the creators and uh, employees there, the people who really make the everything run the way that it does in this amazing, fun, awesome way. We'll be telling stories. That night, um, there's still slots open. If you're interested, email yourstories at gmail.com to get your name on that list. If you just want to come hang out and watch the show, I'll be there. So feel free to do that, too. That's uh, March 15th, Sunday, 7 o'clock, Cards Against Humanity offices. The theme is Pick a Card. Um, So you can expect to hear stories with that as kind of a prompt. Anywho think that's all i've got thank you so much for listening thank jude so much for doing this and uh thank you lisa for tearing me apart like i want this to just be yeah if you want to talk about it whatever you want to your your call (laughs) i'd be happy to talk about it okay i i I, it only interests me in the sense that i wanted to talk to you about okay sure you know what i mean it doesn't interest me in the sense that i'm like all right we got jude in the studio talk about that email like who fucking cares i just wanted to like that's fair that's fair (laughs) so i was like all right now that we got that out of the way have you seen the room by the way yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, great. I have, yeah. Great. Um, I was glad that I had, because I feel like in the past, especially when it comes to, um, I like being able, it's like a weird line between, um, not even necessarily like spoilers, but it's like, I've done an episode about 
Firefly, and I've never seen Firefly okay, before. Good, good, okay, good. So it was like, it works, but it helps if I have like a working knowledge of yeah, what it is. Yeah. But like Sarah did, uh, Sarah Shaggy did Princess Tutu, and it's like, I've never seen Princess Tutu. Yeah, yeah, totally. Nobody's seen Princess Tutu. Sure, totally. Sorry, Shaki. <laughs> um, but I think it's like, so yeah, I think it helps to have, uh, and for movies, I, there's never been a movie that uh, somebody's chosen to do that I haven't seen, but like, it's just easier. It's less yeah. of a commitment than sure, watching yeah. an entire like, TV yeah, show. Yeah, I was like trying to think, like, how do I even start, start to explain this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, like, you really, it's one of those things where, and I'm sure we'll get into this, um, but we can do that as a as a preface is definitely one of those things where like you won't even there's no explaining what it is unless you've seen it yeah really it's definitely an experiential thing yeah totally yeah <laughs> uh so my guest today is jude ted mori is that how you say your lesson yep and his topic is the cult classic the, the room the room tommy yes. wise the room yeah it's it's a masterpiece <laughs> if you've never seen it uh what year did it come out? 2004. I was going to guess early to mid-2000s. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, so 2004. Last year was 10th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. When did you see it first? I saw it... So I have a pretty interesting... Um, like first viewing and it was yeah. at the music box oh okay i great, had never great. seen it before hold, hold on if you haven't seen it pause pause this watch it and then <laughs> go watch can, the room <laughs> and, then, and then and then press play again uh so i my friend eric um who was like one of my first friends in chicago loves bad movies loves like how did this get made all that stuff so he's always telling me about really bad movies and he was like they're doing a screening of the room at the music box and like at that point, I had only been to the music box a couple times, period. I had never seen The Room, but I had seen clips from it, mm-hmm. which I feel like if you haven't seen it and have any interest in the film or anything surrounding it, you've probably seen a scene or two from yeah, it. for sure. Uh, so I had seen, like, when Mark comes into the... Uh, or not Mark, uh, Tommy's character comes... Johnny. In, Johnny, Johnny. Yeah. When he comes into the flower shop. Oh, that's like, a classic it, scene. It's, but, yeah. it's such a good representation of what the movie yeah. is. Yeah, just so complete nonsense. Yeah. yeah, so I had seen that, but that was it going into the screening. And then being surrounded by people who were either, like, huge fans or, like, go to all those screenings or had at least seen it before yeah. was a crazy way to experience yeah, it. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, the first time I saw it... I, yeah, so the origin of your love for The Room. Okay, so, um, as a kid, I was really into Rocky Horror, which oh, is very similar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, like, I went the first time to Rocky Horror when I was, like, 13, and then I really got into it and, like, go to the midnight and, like, know all the things. Cool. And this was in Orange County? Yeah, in Orange County, where all great art comes from. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so I saw it, and then I, I, go, I saw it a bunch, and then I got kind of bored of it. Okay. It, cause, uh, Did you go with, like, a similar group of friends at I would go with my or... sister. Okay. And we, like, that would be our thing that we do every, whatever, every month fun. or whatever. Yeah. Is and she it, older? She's older. She's a year and a half older than me. Okay. And that used to be our, like, thing that we do. That's fun. Yeah, and it was great. And it, But eventually it, like, bored me because it was, like... The thing about Rocky Horror... Have you seen Rocky Horror? No, actually. Okay. No. So the thing that's... Great, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but yeah, yeah. I've never actually seen so it's, it. So it's like... Um, 
the the thing is that they'll play the movie, mm-hmm. they'll have a cast of people playing the movie underneath the movie, right. and then they'll have people in the audience saying things to the movie, singing along. But um, the thing I got bored with was it was a very, like, you could look it up online and find the script. Yeah. To do the thing to the movie. So it was like a very, like, you like say... every time someone says toast, you throw Yeah, toast. but not even that, like, it would be like, okay, he's going to tap the, tar- the car twice. Everyone knows he's going to hit the car twice, so you're going to say this line, and everyone's going to say it together. So it was almost like a script oh, to a script. Oh, wow. So it was like doing... So it was like... It, but doing it, the same show monthly, basically. It, 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 yeah, basically. But so like, and like, whenever people like veer off, it it's like always like it feels like it like people get mad. Oh. So it was like it, after a while, I got bored of like, okay, so I know exactly how this dance goes. That it's makes like, a lot that, of sense. That 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 that. So eventually, it gets old. And it, and and creativity creativity isn't necessarily encouraged. Well, it's like. <laughs> You can't because it's like there's so much going on. Oh. Like people are screaming at the same time and it like yeah. beats you out. So yeah. it's like you either have to like try to entertain like the person next to you. Right. And but even that gets washed out. So eventually I just got kind of bored like, with it. I follow even though I haven't yeah, ever yeah. seen it. So it's like the either. first time was like great, like this is my blowing. How is everyone on the same page? Right. And then you finally you get it and then you're like, Okay, now I'm on part of it and then after a while you're like, Okay, I get it. I, yeah. I know all of this. I, I haven't seen it since I was like probably sixteen. That's so I'd funny. I want to see it again now. Yeah. Now talking about it. So yeah, then, we should try to find a time to go to the music box. I was thinking that if if we didn't we're doing this now, I was like, oh, we should. What we should do is go see the room, and then you yeah. could like see it because I'm like I've been called like the master at the room. Okay, That's so, so funny. I love it. Yeah. So uh, so cut to I was like sixteen, I think, and like I did every Friday night, just sat at home, and I was like, oh. Like, I'll go see a movie, and I looked up my local Orange County movie theater, and it had the, the room at midnight, and I was like, the room? I've never even heard of that. Okay, so this was how long? What year was that? So I was, six, like, 2006? Yeah, I was going to say, it couldn't have been that long after the movie had actually yeah. come out. Well, like, oh, so, like, in, a, in L.A., he bought out um, uh, uh, a billboard... It on oh on, I have heard about this on Vine and it had a poster of the movie it just had a picture of him and it just said the room and that, and it was just like some generic quote I don't is remember is that pretty iconic like thing people associate with the movie right like yeah. his face is kind of bluish yeah it's like a black and white picture and he just has his hair and he's just kind yes. of looking like yes. he almost looks dead and, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about and I remember I passed that sign all the time I'd be oh. like what the hell is this and it's crazy because it was up there for so by the time I saw it, it was up there for two years, and, it, and it's like a it's like right on Vine and like Melrose, so it's like a popular. That's area. big. Yeah, it's not like it's not like somewhere like oh they clearly forgot to take this Anchorman poster down. Right. It was like clearly this guy's paying still for this poster. When I was out there, it was um, all these huge billboards of the woman with legs from The Kingsman. Oh or yeah. The woman What's with, the deal with blades that, by for the legs. Way? She has blades for legs. Is. Awesome. The movie? I saw it yesterday. Is it great? I truly loved it. I want to see it. Do you have any, like, did you, how do you feel about, like, Kick-Ass? And, oh, like, yeah. First, if, awesome. If you're on board with Kick-Ass and, like, I mean, the same director's done X-Men mm-hmm. First Class yeah. and a couple other great things, I 
can't wait to recommend this movie to everyone. Okay, I thought awesome. it was so good. I, I saw the preview. I was like, this looks awesome. I thought it looked great from the first preview, yeah. too. Okay, I'm going to go see it tomorrow. It's great, dude. Yeah. I saw it yesterday, and when I was in L.A., it was like all the lady with blades yeah. for legs. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like Oscar, Pistor- Oscar Pistorius, but like actual blades. Yeah. And if you've never been to L.A., there's so many movies, yeah. like billboards. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's like almost like a parody of itself of like, it we really get it. Was. We get it. You guys make movies here. Um, so yeah, so I passed this sign all the time being like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and then I saw it on the website with, um, uh, like the same poster. Oh yeah. Midnight so, movie, the, the so, room. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I gotta go see this. I don't know what it is. I gotta find out what this billboard's all about. Yeah. So I did, I did like a, like a 10 minute Google search about it. Sure. And everyone's like, this is Worst. crazy. Yeah. This is like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, I'll go see it. So I went by myself to a, <laughs> a screening and... In Orange County, it was because it was still new. Yeah, there was like maybe like twenty other people in the theater, and like um, some people knew what like to scream things out. Some people didn't. Oh, it was like a, so it was like a very interesting. Like, so it was like a very like hybrid like experience because there's like two different ways to watch it. You can either watch it on DVD. And it's like, then you get to experience, like, how insane the movie actually is. Yes. Or you can go see it in the theater, and, like, people will point out what's crazy about it. But you'll miss the more subtle things. Yes. I honestly wish I had seen it all the way through once before I had been On to DVD? see it at... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because there's, there's so... It's so dense. I'm telling <laughs> you. Like, as someone who's seen it... Um, <laughs> so I went and saw it, and, like... I'm trying to think. So the opening is, like... That really long shot of the the um, um, the Golden Gate Bridge and yeah, different shots in San, San Francisco, Francisco. Right? and then like he comes in and the first line is, uh, "Hey babe, I got you a present." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" Because it's like this guy has the weirdest accent. Yeah. He's so hey gross. babe, I got you a present. Yeah, like, and then <laughs> he goes and tries. Like on. he doesn't know what words are. He doesn't know what <laughs> words are, and like he gets her a red dress and it's just like it's just oh, insane yeah. right it's just like from the moment it like he says the first line is like holy shit this is insane yeah. like i remember i like perked up i was like oh this is oh, great we are. yeah and um so then i watched it and i was like it was like um it was like a religious experience of like this is the most insane thing i need to talk to somebody about this but no one's seen it yeah so it was like I just had to kind of keep it to myself and just like kind of show people things on YouTube of like, right. look how insane this is. Right. So then it came back the next month, and by that time I already bought the DVD. I showed it to people, so I was like ready so to go. Funny. I was ready to go again. Like, and then I saw I heard people screaming things like, "Oh, you could do that!" Right. And like, there's like certain like games you can play. Like, oh. Like, there's a picture with a spoon in it. You throw the spoon. Throw a plastic spoon. Yeah, and like... Very popular at the screening yeah, I went. <laughs> yeah, so the story on that is, like, he wanted a frame, and they they had a picture of a spoon, like, as, like, one of those, like, test pictures. Oh. You, you know what I mean? If you go to, like, TJ, like, TJ Maxx or whatever. Oh, uh, like a stock photo. Stock photo, yeah. And they just kept it on and put it on there. <laughs> so whenever they pass that frame, which they do a lot... Oh, um, it's... A lot. Yeah, there's like a whole scene where the lady, uh, Lisa, the main girl, is talking on the phone and like right there and it's just like everyone's just throwing spoons the whole time. Yes. That whole conversation is just lost yes. on people. Yes. Um, yes. So I yes. saw it again again uh, on DVD. I saw it again the thing and then it was... Um, Did you garner a little, like, how many yeah, people went with you? Like one. I, like, it was just like <laughs> one or so two. Funny. And then eventually... Um, 
so the thing was the movie was premiered at the like sunset um lemley theaters like the art house theater yeah um and so I guess ever since then they've been doing like a, a monthly screening of it, and they sell out. So there's like seven theaters, and they sell them all out. Holy and shit! And Tommy Wiseau comes out and does a Q and A in all seven theaters, and then starts the movie. They still do this monthly? I don't know. No, that theater closed oh, at the time. At the time. So then I was like, okay, this is like going to Mecca. Like, we gotta go. Yeah. And so I went, and it was like amazing. It was like, holy shit, all these people are like, no. This. Had the same experience as you did, basically. They did, but like like two years before, so they were able right. to like say things at the right moment, but like keep it like fresh, uh-huh. and like like you could tell that they weren't like just reading like, oh, I know exactly what to say here and there. It's like more... Everyone kind of has their own joke for each moment. Everyone has their own joke, but also there's, like, sometimes people will say something that it will catch on, like, just for that screen. sure, 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 sure. you know, like... That's so cool. Yeah, so I remember, like, Tommy Wiseau, like, somebody, it was, like, at the time, um, like, the oil spill happened or something happened. Oh, right. And somebody asked him what he would do if he was, like, the person he's, like, (laughs) you know, I think everyone seems to be nice to everyone. He, like, had some stupid, like... right. Like not I, like, a logical answer. Not a logical answer and because people, he doesn't know what words are. Yeah. So then he, so then throughout the screening, he people would just continually say that whenever he oh, would say. Sure. So it was like a thing, like oh, we were all there when that happened. That's yeah. so cool. So, um, so after that, I would go every month. So then I would like, like garner like a knowledge for the movie uh-huh. of like okay, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This uh-huh. is ridiculous. So, eventually, um, like, yeah. So, I just had this this huge encyclopedic knowledge of, like, oh, like, I know everyone's kind of jokes. Right. A little bit. Right. Uh, so, then, when I came to Chicago, uh-huh. they had one at the music box. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I'm going to get. Which like, four years ago? Yeah, like, four years, years ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, um, I'm going to get, like, all these new yeah. Midwestern jokes. And, like, oh, right. this would be great. And then I went, and it was, like. People were just kind of watching it. Oh, really? It was. It was. It was. People were trying to say something, but they didn't. Like it. I felt felt like it was like more uh, like them trying to impress their friends or something. Like oh. it seemed like they got it. Like not to sound cocky, but they did. They didn't get it <laughs> in a way of like, oh, this, this is the amateur hour. Sure. So I remember I went and like like just like had my A game. Said all the lines. Said like that nailed all the so nailed all the classic jokes. And pe- it was like people were like losing. It their felt shit. like I felt like a rock star after I. That left. is so. Yeah, and I went with a bunch of people like, oh, you got to see this. This is going to be crazy. And, like, nobody, like, it was amateur hour. So, like, I went, I was, like, a rock star. Uh, I remember, like, somebody whispered to me, like, dude, this is awesome or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, like, oh, this is awesome. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. So then, like, yeah. So I could basically, like, if you've watched in a theater, I can, like, do it. But I can also do a DVD version of this, like, show you, like, okay, this is insane. Like, because she doesn't have a glass here, but in the next one, she does have it. It's, like, all those, like, little... So, like, so those... That kind of knowledge leads to jokes, I'm sure, of, like, where's that glass gonna go? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, literally one... Like, she'll get the flowers, and then they'll cut to another shot, and she's putting it in a vase. So, But, like, she didn't go to a table. Right. A vase appears out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 
So that is so funny um, that I love that it also kind of continues. Like you said, you felt like a rock star, yeah. but you also said that the first greeting you went to felt like a religious experience. Yeah. So you're like some sort of disciple. Yeah. Now, now I'm now I'm Jesus, basically. I'm Jesus yeah. of the room in Chicago. So I remember because um, uh, people don't get it until they're there. Yeah. And like um, uh, I took. Uh, my girlfriend Alex and mm-hmm. she like uh, it was like when we were friends and she was just like oh my god you were like a rock star in there yeah. and like everyone doesn't expect it because yeah. like I know it so well like right. I, I, I can't describe it because I just like know it so well right it's like how many times would you estimate that you've seen the room like probably over a hundred probably I would think so if you went every month for a few years and you watched it a bunch on your own yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I didn't have a point there. No, I love it. Um, I don't watch it as so much funny. as I used to. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I can do still t- do it. Like, it's like, I don't even have to... When's the last time you went to a room screening here? Uh, a year ago? Okay. So, but, I mean, they do them, what, every, every few month? month? Is it once a month? I think they do it once a month. Okay. They used to. I knew. I know they do it... Pretty frequently. Because they have a different midnight movie every weekend, right? Yeah. So I think they normally do it like once a month or once every other month. Just like for one night. Yeah. Type thing. That's so funny. Yeah. So do you uh, feel like there's still a part of you that just like wants everyone to experience that? Yeah. Somewhat? If people haven't, I try to like get them Strongly to do it. That's, that's the, like the... I re- now I like... I'll only go when I was like, oh, you haven't seen it, let's go right. see sure, it. Right, sure, sure, sure. And you can experience it, because it is, I, I, I'm telling you, it's like a religious experience. Like, <laughs> it's like, man, this is insane. It was really cool. Um, like I said, the I just wish, like you said, like it's more fun and interesting if you are able to contribute. Yeah. So, like, I just ended up doing the, like, big group things, like sure. fucking throwing plastic um, spoons and... Um, yeah, I mean, all the really iconic things, it's funny to even call anything from that movie iconic, but sure. it's like, the the test results are in, I don't have cancer. They don't have cancer, they don't talk about it ever again, it's last time talk about it. You're tearing me apart, it's Lisa! A, a classic, yeah. Um, yeah, all those things are now part of, of like, the pop culture lexicon yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, I I would honestly, like... I think the room kind of, and I'm sure you'd be able to speak on this, uh, revolutionized, like, what bad movies could be. Yeah. But it's also, I would say, it's also, like, now there's, like, a wave of, like, like, sh- like Sharknado and all those things that are, like, movies oh, made intentionally yes. bad. No thanks. No thanks. I feel like, because that, that's the thing that's so great about the room is that he thinks he's doing, like... It's like he's clearly going for something, but yeah. failing. Please, how much do you know? I'm sure you know a bunch about like the process. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to hear about that. Okay. So there's, there's, there's a book that <laughs> so came out. So begrudgingly. Yeah. Well, there's a book that okay. came out uh, a year ago okay. from Mark, the guy, the, the second guy, like the good-looking right. guy. And he like t- kind of told oh, his... Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. And like told his perspective on the thing. Uh-huh. And, and then... And the one of the female Lisa, the main one, she did. How did this get made about it? Right, or maybe he did. He did. Oh, okay, he, okay. He's normally the proponent. Okay, he normally goes around with Tommy. Gotcha. To like to screenings or whatever. 
And and now they're making a movie See, about it. Oh, oh, about the making, the making of, of the room. Yeah, like James Franco's it, doing it. Is it going to be a documentary? No, it's like James Franco's gonna be Tommy Wiseau. I think. Oh, weird. Yeah, but apparently he's like a big fan. I don't know why. I have I think it'll be good. I don't know. Weird. Or it'll um, be something. I mean, if it, I think James Franco is better when he's unintentionally funny than when he's purposefully trying to be funny. Sure. So yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That, that that one I'm not clear on because I've I haven't. Like, I did hear something about like something a like new, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on the book that came out. Oh, what's the book called? Uh, the Disaster Artist. The disaster uh, artist. It's like there's a colon like yeah. my year and the worst film ever or something like that. It's okay. a great read. It's like a very interesting, but I feel like you got to see it and be able to like, like be like, oh, this is like an insane movie. Yeah. Because people are always like, because it was like, clearly he was trying to make a dramatic film. Right. But unfortunately, like now, now that he like goes to screenings and he like, he thinks it's a joke, and now he says it's like a dark comedy, and like. But yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting thing to realize about Tommy Wiseau is that he is going to embrace the success of the movie. Oh however. yeah, yeah, because he's like totally embraced it, and unfortunately now like he's like trying to be in on the joke and like trying to make other things, but clearly trying to like recreate it. He's so. trying to make a Sharknado. Yeah. It's like you said, that kind of thing. I just had a conversation with my boyfriend about this yesterday. Like, making, not Tommy Wiseau specifically, but the intention of trying to make something purposefully bad. Yeah. Like, never works. Like, yeah. it's it's not a good way to create something. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like a fall, like, I feel like the bad movies are only great because you can tell, like, this was like a passion yeah. project. Yeah. Of, like, Man, this guy was fucking going for it, and he just missed the mark. Like, the only thing I've really heard in that same conversation is, like, Birdemic wasn't purposefully tried to be made bad, was it? I don't... I don't... That one I haven't seen. Oh, really? I have. Yeah. And it is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm all about, like, the, like, not intentionally bad movies. These, like, wave of, like, the sci-fi movies that are, like so clearly going for it aren't worth my time. Are, that's so uninteresting to me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, anyone can do that. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a new guy. Because well, like, now that Tommy Wiseau is like in on it, like, mm-hmm. I feel like anything not, else he, he's going to make is just going to be not going him to going right. for it. Yeah, because, yeah, but I mean, he's still an insane person. Right. Because he, he tours with the movie like all over the world. So he came, so what nationality is he? That's the thing that he's like very, it's very like, mysterious. Yeah, he right? says he's from Nor- New Orleans, but spent time in France. But he like his accent isn't either of those. And that movie appears to be made by someone who doesn't know anything about like the English language. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> not to be like, no, no, weird it, and I, I'm not trying to be reductive. No, but it sounds like it. It, it reads like. Somebody put it in Google Translate from another yes. language like three times. Yes, because there's like lines like uh, like you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Like that that are like a little off, and like he'll, there's a great line that from uh, Lisa's mom who's dying of cancer, uh-huh. and she said, "But it only gets mentioned in one. It scene. only one mentioned <laughs> one scene, and they're never talking about it ever again." Um, she says a great line. It, it's like if I was. Um, 
if I was a robber, you'd be my best friend. <laughs> right. And it's just like, that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's saying it as though it's like a colloquialism, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, it's like, I, like, I don't know what she's, like, yeah, it's like, I don't even know what she's trying to say. Right. It's not like, oh, there's a great robber quote, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would be my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's not like... There are plenty of English language movies that have been directed by non, like, native English speakers that are great. Like, that's obviously not what it is. Yeah. But still, it's just when you watch that movie, you're just like, who is the man? Yeah. Who is this man? Because well, he wrote the whole thing. <laughs> right. So that's and who, stars in it. And stars and, directs, and directed it. Um, so it was like, on all fronts, he was just it's shooting in different directions. Bonkers. Yeah. It's just genuinely Did bonkers. Did he edit it, too? What was that process I like? I don't think he edited it. I don't remember what the book said about the editing process. Okay. I just um, feel like that would be an interesting point of like connection sure. for Tommy Wiseau to be like, here's all this footage. Yeah. <laughs> Make well, it into a movie. Well, um, apparently like it came out recently that like the assistant director was saying basically, oh, no, I directed it. Like oh. I, I was the one making... He was basically... Making me direct it, but he said he was doing it. Gotcha. So I like, have heard something like that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, even who, who can say who can say, but also why would you want credit for it? And it was still obviously his like overarching yeah it's vision. Like, it's if, him, not you know he like even if he didn't direct it, it's still like his script, and he's right. he's like clearly speaking a language that none of us are understanding. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, he still doesn't know what words are. Yeah, no, you'll go to a screening and he's still like... Yeah, he was at he was at the screening I went to. Yeah, I went to one and he was like wearing two different belts and two different pants on. <laughs> yeah. Because he, want, cause he, he has like a background in like fashion design. I think he, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, he like wants to... He's like trying to get the Tommy Wiseau like brand of clothing out there. Who knows what's going on with that. Because he, he has a new thing out called The Neighbors. This was before... I think it was before... No, it wasn't. It was, like, right after. It was, like, right before the room got big. Okay. He made, like, a pilot called The Neighbors, like, a situational... Con- like, a sit- okay. sitcom. And, like, only the trailer existed online. Okay. And, like, it it, it just, like, looked... It looked like, like the room, basically. Oh, And it was shit. like, oh, this is gonna be good. And then I think he made it recently. Oh. And it, he's touring that around. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's, if it's actually good or not. look that shit up. Yeah. If it's, it's yeah, he, if it's actually a, good. <laughs> yeah, or not, I don't know. The clips online I've seen, they look insane. They look like the room is yeah, the show. Yeah, but I, I just don't, I feel like it, he's, he, he gets it too much now. I that, can't imagine, but even that is fascinating yeah. to me, and I'm sure to you well, too. Well, he thinks he's a rock star. I remember... At one of the screens in LA, like people, like he would come up and he had like sunglasses on. It's like midnight, and he, everyone's like chanting his name, and he like was climbing up like a rafter and like going like th- like shaking his hands in the air, like I'm God. It's like it was like a Bono moment, like wow. if him just thinking he's like on top of the world. Wow! And the movie was made for seven million dollars, and like people have claimed like oh, maybe they're trafficking drugs with that money i'm not sure yeah about that. i was like where'd that money go? yeah but uh, but uh, like it was in especially because most of it was shot on location it seemed yeah if well, not well, all of it yeah well they shot it so it went on it, it shot for like nine months because he was so like incompetent as a director <laughs> right. that it just like took forever so that's why like Halfway through, like one of the actors drops off, and there's another one that appears. Oh, in the same right, role. Yeah. yeah, because because like, he's like, I have to go do other things, and um, 
But yeah, but he didn't shoot on like he he rented a I think it like he rented a space and he recreated uh, a room like he they, they it, really because he was like that's not Hollywood to go to a like an oh. apartment and film it. So I think people were like, oh, like, so it, it really was. It wasn't on location. Yeah, because I, I think he was like, this is like. That's how, like... This is how movies are made. Yeah, movies are made in a studio, not in an apartment. So, because, cause like, um... Uh... Yeah, because he's, like, a very, like... It seems like he's a very, like... Movies are made in Hollywood by movie stars. And, like, like he's, like, a very, like, naive opinion of, like, how movies are made, not actually how they're made. Uh-huh. Because so, I guess, like, people... Like, I remember the book, it's, like... They could have made it for, like, really cheap. Yeah. There's like, nothing about that movie that should have cost that much money. Yeah. Like, like he's from San Francisco. Well, they, I was going to ask about yeah. how San Francisco factors in. He's, er, he wasn't from San Francisco. He, he that's, where him and Mark, the that's where him and Mark met, was in an acting class. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> so, like, and he had an apartment there at the time, so they could have just went to his apartment, shot it. And it would have been, like, really easy. But, like, even that shot where he, they're on the balcony playing football and, like, right. the really bad green screen. I kept thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, they could have went to San Francisco, shot on an actual roof, and had the background actually there. But, yeah. like, he had a thing about, like, so they shot that, like, in a parking lot at, like, one of the studios. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the screening, um, there, everyone, or not everyone, there were, like, three or four different groups of people who... Got into like the aisles and started throwing Throwing footballs. footballs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's how people bond is like by playing football with four feet from each other. Yeah, and all wearing suits. All wearing suits. (laughs) Yeah, because they were gonna go to a a a picture shoot for the wedding, but you know you gotta have some road time and play some football. You know, pass around the football. Pass around the pigskin. Yeah, exactly. Just a light toss. Yeah, underhand, (laughs) underhand the ball. It's like insane. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's funny to me because I almost brought that up, this up earlier that, I mean, we're describing a scene where it's like, does this person know how humans interact with one another? One. Two, I was going to bring this up earlier that, I mean, you see Tommy Wiseau full, basically fully nude. I can't, I know you see yeah, like you see his, his butt. butt. You yeah. don't see full I don't think frontal. you see his, yeah, you see... Yeah, there's a lot of sex scenes. A lot of sex scenes. You see a lot of Tommy Wiseau's butt. Some, see naked ladies, all that. But the thing to me is his even his like abdomen, like his whole chest area, looks weird. Yeah, like it doesn't look like a normal person. Yeah, no, it's like super weird because he's like Jack, but he's also really really skinny. Yeah, yeah. It's like he has this weird alien kind of torso which just in my mind adds up to him being like an actual alien sure no totally <laughs> yeah well, if you look at some pictures of him online like recently he looks like skeletor like yeah. he just like he his his face looks like kind of swole like uh, like saggy yes and like his muscles look weird his skin is weirdly yeah like but taut think, but saggy but i think like, he's also kind of old yeah, because uh, no one knows his age. I of think course, he's, no one knows how old. Yeah, he is. so I think he's actually like kind of old, and like he's like trying to mask it with like fitness and yeah. like and like bad whatever he does. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. he has he's got to be doing some kind of weird drugs, right? Probably. Yeah, he's like, got to be. Unless he's just that 
like poorly wired to begin with. Yeah, I don't. Or, yeah, I think he's. I think he's a little of both. I wouldn't surprise me if it's both. Yeah, because because Mark smokes pot in the movie. Yeah. But the other guy tells him that that's, that's, that's you know, you shouldn't be doing that. So maybe really? he doesn't like marijuana. I don't remember. He must mention the book. I don't remember. Uh, it's just, that's just so... Yeah. I feel like watching that movie and knowing Tommy Wiseau is as, like, an integral part of all, like, parts of it. Yeah. That it just makes you weirdly fascinated by yeah. that guy. Well, also, like, the movie is very, like, pro-Tommy. Like, it's very... Yeah. It's, like, written as if he's, like... The I man. Need, the man. He has, does nothing wrong. He's, like, the least, like... <laughs> like, everyone, whenever he leaves the room, everyone's like, man, that guy is the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As if he's, like, trying to be, like, like subtly, like, I just want people to think I'm cool. Yeah. You know? So he does, like, write these, like, lines of, like, man, he's so... He's such a good guy, you know? They say that so many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that that is just... It seems like that's pretty obviously tied to the way he views what movies are, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be a movie star. I am going to write a movie about myself. Barely change my name. Yeah. Talking to Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, like, um, in the book, they, he talks... Uh, Mark talks about he got, like, a SAG card. Okay. And, and from doing a commercial, I think. And Tommy got jealous. Uh, so Tommy decided to make course. his own commercial... <laughs> You can watch it online. So he made his, he went and made his own commercial and got himself SAG by making his own commercial and getting it SAG approved. Really? Yeah. So he basically bought a SAG card. So like next time he talked to Mark, he was like, oh yeah, I got SAG card too. I did a commercial for, I think it was his own product. Like the Tommy Wiseau clothing like company. Line? Yeah. Oh my It's like my him God. in like a Shakespearean like costume. I don't remember what, it's like. It's like an insane clip. It's what he thinks commercials are. Yeah. Well, because like he, I guess he's like really like um, loves James Dean. So he, like he must have. Oh. He, he like really like loves old Hollywood. It's clear. Yeah. And if you watch the movie, it's like he's like clearly trying to do that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like they also shot the movie twice. Of the whole like, thing? well, he he rigged up his own camera to shoot thirty five millimeter, like how you're supposed to make movies, and a digital camera. Gotcha. So they, there's two different. I, 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 this whole thing's really like Wait, weird. Wait, so like the same shots? So like literally, what Both I think it was. So what I think what it was was like a camera was set up here and a camera set up here. Uh huh. Right. And they just click. Other. They just click record at the same time. So there's a. 35 millimeter version and the digital version. But they edited both. I think they like picked the one movie. of them. Oh shit. He keeps saying that he's going to make a documentary comparing the two of, like, 35mm versus digital. Like, that was his, like, thesis. Oh, sure. Like, through it with this process. Because I'm sure someone told him, like, you could shoot it on digital. It'd be really cheap. Right. But, like, he's like, no, no, movies are no, made movies. on film. <laughs> yeah, you could shoot it digitally in one apartment. <laughs> yeah, because there's only one apartment. It Because fe- it feels like a play, almost. Because there's... It does, there's, yeah. There's one apartment. There, They go outside a little bit. And, but mostly it's just, it's just in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, doesn't mean anything for the context of the movie. The one room? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, like, said, like, you know, the room is supposed to represent, like, you know, 
everything can happen in her. I don't remember. It's like oh. some bullshit. Like like the room is you know what brings people far. Right, it's that's right. People. It's like I think I did. I think I did hear something about that because you're yeah because everything does happen there. It's supposed to be some like grand statement. Yeah, but it doesn't make about. any sense. It's like. I guess, but I guess right. everything happens in the world, so that doesn't make... But it also totally aligns with the idea that he was trying to make a legitimate, like, dramatic film. No, totally. Of, yeah, if... I mean, because were there to be a play like that... I mean, there fucking are plays. Like, like our town is like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, it's just a town that all this shit has happened in, and, like, yeah. it's <laughs> boring. But, like, it's still supposed to be, you know... Uh, or it's considered, you know, symbolic and a yeah. greater... there's lots of symbolism in the movie, like, you know, right off the bat, uh, m- uh, Danny, the the neighbor Young kid, kid the, yeah. the neighbor kid that he adopted when he was 18, it, uh, <laughs> he, like, he, like, when Tommy and Lisa go to have sex upstairs, he eats an apple, like, symbolism oh, of, like, Oh, the know. forbidden fruit. Exactly. I see. You know, so it's it really, like, subtle, you <laughs> know, things like so that. That is hilarious. Yeah, isn't red a big... There's a pretty big through yeah, line. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, the color. The color red, because she has the red dress. There's uh-huh. roses. There's lots of fire. There's lots of water. The Golden Gate Bridge is red. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, it's just, like, <laughs> arbitrarily. It's not, like... When you watch a movie, you're like, oh, this red means something. It's like, clearly, like, it was just arbitrary. Right. Like, I like red. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we wanted to have this be something with lots of color in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. I was trying to think what I had something to say. Oh, well, he says in, at screenings a lot of, like, you know, this movie um, elicits a lot of responses and, like, you know, you can scream, you can yell, just love each other at the end of the day. Wow. Yeah. So Interesting. That's what he thinks the movie's about. You know, it's like a... I don't think he thinks people are making fun of it. I think he thinks, like, people have, like, a... Legitimately have a... Like, an, an animalistic, like... Passionate I, connection. Yeah. That they have to, like, let these feelings out. And, like, this movie's a perfect way to do that, even though... That's not that's what not the case. there yeah, for. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think... I thought about this when you were talking about the way that he responded to crowds... It's such a, it's a really interesting thing to think about, man, because, like, he has made a name for himself. Yeah. And he does have a really popular movie, and he, you know, may think that it's, like, legitimate, unironic, you know, celebration, but at the same time, I mean, you obviously have a great amount of like unironic love for this yeah. movie no he i mean at the end of the day he made he did it yeah like, he made a movie that like kind of that like made him famous so yeah he, i mean he did accomplish it you right. know defying all the odds right and like people do chant his name at screenings yeah and like he does get to you know he kind of does have that like that old hollywood like aura about him of like he's like this like kind of like you know no one knows what happens behind right. him. He's kind of like, you know, like Johnny Carson. Everyone's like, I, after he left, no one knew what he did. You know, there's like kind of like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Everyone has their, like, opinions about what he does, but no one really knows. No one knows how old he is or where he is originally from. All these, like, mystiques. That and, is like, so crazy. I think that's one of the most interesting parts about all of this is that, like, 
you can talk as much as you want about how bad the movie is and how crazy he is, but at the same time, all of those things have led to him finding this weird level of success. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's definitely success, because he, like, he travels the world. Yeah. And just with the movie, and he, like, does a Q&A and doesn't talk about anything yeah. in particular. Like, it's not right. like... He, like, he only talks about a movie that he made over 10 years ago. Yeah. And, like, every question has been asked. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. So, like, he... That's... He, at this point, he's just kind of, like, showing up, take pictures. Like, he's just being a, a movie star at this point. He is... That's a really great point, though, because anyone... <laughs> well, most people in their right mind or who wanted to achieve some level of success... For the purposes of, like, being able to make more movies or TV shows or make a living off of it would be, like you said, tie, like, there's no way there would be questions that hadn't already been asked. Mm-hmm. Like, would be tired of that being, you'd think. Yeah. They'd be tired of that, you of, like, rolling Harrison out that Ford same pony. Talking about Indiana Jones, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. And even when he is in interviews... Um, the interviewers get, like, like, I remember when he was on Nerdist, Chris Hardwick had this, like, big intro that was like, oh, I really got the yips talking to Harrison Ford, I just didn't know how to talk to him, and it's like, okay, whatever, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know, like, I didn't want to talk to him about Indiana Jones or Star Wars, but, like, what else do you talk to that guy about, you know? And, and it's like every person that Harrison Ford talks to has to think that. Yeah. And, or vice versa. Like, every person who talks to Harrison Ford has to think that. Um, um, but with this guy, it's like, he welcomes it because he doesn't have anything else. Yeah. One. No. And two, it seems like he just, like, lives for it. Oh, yeah. You can tell he loves it. Like, they were... I just, like, rem- remembered. I don't think it ever happened. Like, when that whole, like, Avatar, like, crazy yeah. of, like, rele- re-releasing movies in 3D, he was gonna re-release it in 3D. No way. And I don't think it ever happened. It, he, it, he, there was two things he was talking about. Releasing it on Blu-ray, which I think it is. I don't own it. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But he, it took him, like, six, like... Years he, of, of him just talking about it. Right. Like, it's coming next month. Right. And I think it eventually came out. I don't think I ever... Uh, uh, Actually got it. Yeah. But and then he was also talking about re-releasing it on... Uh, in 3D. In 3D. But I don't think that ever happened. But it's so funny, though, because he's also the kind of person who... It's like you said. He's going to say that things are happening whether or not they are. Oh, like, yeah. he's going to try to build hype around it however he can. And, like, who knows how much of it he actually, like, believes to already be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could believe that this 3D version of this movie is coming out. Yeah. But what a, what a boring movie to see in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, literally nothing happened. I can't imagine. Yeah, there's no point at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, he should just release a copy that is like the digital version and the yeah um, and the you probably physical could. version that were like superimposed or like screened at the same time. Yeah, and I bet you could. That that probably would work. I bet they could probably. I bet the music box could do something like that. Yeah, but I don't think the other version ever came out. Oh, yeah, because on released. Yeah. Well, on the DVD, there's a great um, Q and A with Tommy where uh-huh. he like. He talks about, like, they'll ask him a question, it'll be like, you know, like, 
what's with the spoons in the room or whatever? And he'll like start it and just go on this weird tangent. <laughs> eventually he's talking about something and then he'll like come back and like, yeah, there's, there's spoons in the room. I don't know. That's what the Q&A in person was like for yeah. me. was because every time someone answered, ask a question... He wouldn't really have an answer for it, but he would say the craziest shit. Yeah. Well, then, like, people are asking him questions, like, quoting movies from the room from him. Oh. But you can tell he loves it. You know, right. like, like you were saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is... Yeah, I guess just, like, the nature of celebrity is such an interesting thing to think about where he's concerned. Um, what is what is the guy... So, the other guy tours with him. The guy who played Mark? Yeah. He he tours with it sometimes, uh-huh. but I think I think he is he still trying to act and I don't th- other he, stuff. There, I feel like all of those people like that was you can't one do, and done. <laughs> yeah, you can't like do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he was in a movie before it, but like a, like a like a low rent horror movie or something. But ever since then, he's just been doing this, right? But I, th- I think he, like, wanted to be... Like, he legit wanted to be an actor. But I feel like now, at this point, it's so tarnished. Right. You can't come back from... I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you maybe, but... Everyone would know you're the guy from the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everyone wants to talk about it, you know? Oh, sure, sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like... Are there other movies that you enjoy in this way that you think were produced... To trying to be like legitimately there's a, terrible. There's a new one. Or trying to be legitimately good. Uh, that came out like within the past six months. It's called. I remember the guy's name. It's uh, Neil Breen. B R E E N. I'm gonna look at it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I would, it's like I un, it's like unusual sus. It's not unusual suspects. It's like. Close <laughs> uh, Encounters is all about aliens. Neil Breen. Neil N E A L Breen. B R E E. Uh, is that, I believe that's the same as Neil Breen. Fateful Findings called Fateful Findings. Ooh. It's this guy is like Tommy Wiseau, but more pro- prolific. He like has like a ton of movies. Oh, and um, this one, this one's like more. This one's more of a trip than the other one because it's like clearly he didn't have the people to help him make the movie like Tommy Tommy had. So it'll be like. Like, the first shot in this movie is, like, him crossing the street, but there's so many continuity errors of, like, oh. like different... He's, like, wearing different outfits from cut to cut. The street changes, the cars... Like, it's just, like, it's a mess. Just, like, Whoa. off the bat. And it, it, this one got me excited. But it, Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw the music box, too. It's scoring. Oh, really? But not with him. But, um, but it's, like, all about... What is it about? It's, like... It's so hard to describe movies like this. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember what it's about, but it's, like, in... It's, like, insane, like, The Room is. I remember just, like... But this guy's been doing making a lot of these? He made, like, three or four feature films, like, like an hour and a half length. Uh He's, like, out of Vegas. He just makes them. But I think they're all... They all, like, kind of have, like, really, like, uh conservative, like, oh. subliminal messages. I remember at the end, it's, like, him in a press conference, like, talking about... It's, like, all of a sudden, it just takes a weird turn where he's just, like, kind of yelling at the audience, like... See, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And I feel like if you wanted to get into that realm, the... The, uh... It would be endless. Like, the, the options for things. Even, I mean, look at Kirk Cameron. Like... Yeah. That guy still gets tons of press for how horrible the, like... 
movie productions he does yeah, are... Yeah, they're insane. If you ever see them, they're like, uh, I saw, it's called Fireproof. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And that one... That I've one, heard of Fireproof. Yeah. Well, it's just like the idea of it is like, it, it's like, because uh, like in that one, it's all about how him and his wife aren't doing so well. They're on the rocks. <sighs> he he looks up on like online porn all the time and Boy. it's like yeah, and like <laughs> he wants to buy a boat and like doesn't have the money to buy a boat and like that's what the conflict of the <laughs> Well, that's like it represented that he's like maybe he's like straying away from like the goodness you know, oh, being a, you know. Oh, because a boat is a, you know, a thing. Excess or something. Be. I don't know. It's just, like, it's just like it cuts to him just looking at like Thou pictures. Thou shalt of, not covet your neighbor's boat. Sure. But like, it'll like, he'll like, it'll like, the camera will go in and he's just like looking at pictures of boats on Google Image or whatever. I'm just like, what? He just Googles boat. Yeah, he just Googles boat and just like looks at pictures of boats. That's somehow supposed to represent that he's just like but he like but they also don't say that he's looking up porn it'll be like oh. he like google images like yeah women. when you said that i was like there's no way they show porn no in those movies. but it's like it, it's like heavily implied like he's like googling like girls or something or like Ugh. women and like just like that's even creepier yeah, but it's like <laughs> like his way to do it or whatever right and um but basically um the his dad finds out that him and his wife are thinking about getting divorced, and of course you can't get divorced because you know no. no 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 you cannot do that. So he takes him in the woods and gives him the fireproof book. And uh, the fireproof book is uh, a month exercise. Do you know what it is? Uh. So okay, so it's a book and it's like a month exercise with like um it's like a journal like slash devotional devotional things like so they they say like by the end of the thirty one days. You guys will be back and happier than ever. Wow! But it's specifically for couples. It's for it's for couples that are having a tough time. But it's like super like religious. Like it's like yeah, all like quote, it's like you know you know yeah quotes from the Bible. Put your and problems I, into the Lord as opposed yeah. to yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a big pile of shit. That movie is so so. It seems like the movie is just like promotional. It's like feature length promotional material for like this book. Existing. Oh yeah, no no no. That's exactly. Exactly what it is. It's just an it's just an hour and a half long commercial for this book. That then book like no, sold no forever. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Sold so many copies. Yeah. I bought one. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to read this. Yeah, yeah. Um, How could you not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that one's insane. That's a that, but that's like very similar. Like he was like clearly making this movie, and it worked on some extent. You know, yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, I to- I know that's kind of a, that's a totally different like, but it. Once you said that uh, this Neil Breen guy seems like he's kind of got a like a lot of conservative uh, yeah. uh, uh, talking points, that's not far from the conversation. Yeah, no, totally. Because they make because like um, I'm trying to think. There's like um, I don't remember. I was gonna say it came in and went. Uh, but yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, this guy, the Neil Breen guy, for sure, is just like. Like, I remember it, it ends with him at a press conference and, like, behind a bad green screen or whatever. And it's just, like, him just, like, like kind of Bill Maher at the end of Religious, just kind of oh. yelling at the oh, audience. Oh, wow. <laughs> just, like, this is what happens when you guys don't worry about things like this. And it's just, like, oh, oh man. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. So, like, a movie made by 
probably some sort of conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like all about like how the government's tracking you and stuff. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. We, uh, and getting into your technology. It's, and... uh, you gotta see Kingsman, man. Oh, I'm so excited. So, I'm so excited. I, uh, I, I like legit want you to see it and then we can like have a coffee or something and talk yeah. about it because I loved it. Yeah, I'm super um, excited. And for it's that. so fact, there's so many things that have like made me think about it because there's like a part that involves like a bunch of like a conservative church. There's an aspect that involves like technology overarching, like conspiracy type. Like in the, oh man, in the bathroom after the movie. I heard two people talking, and I wasn't sure they had just gotten out of... I thought maybe they had gotten out of another movie, and one of them was like, oh, that was really good. And uh, the other one was like, yeah, it was good, but it was scary. And I was like, that movie wasn't scary. Like, why did she think she must have seen something else? But, like, we were at the um, New 400, so there's only, like, four movies playing, and none of them were scary movies. Right. So I'm just like... <laughs> she was just like, yeah, I mean technology man it's gonna take over all of us oh like, so she was talking about yes oh, yes, no. yes and i was just like Aah! like we watched that movie through completely different lenses yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah this is why i brought it up again because there are just so many things involved in the conversation um, i'm excited i'm gonna go try and see it this week or... i hope i haven't built it up too much but oh, i no, legitimately it's... think it would hold up um, anywho, from last week to this week. Yeah, yeah, okay. from last week to this week. <laughs> it holds up. <laughs> no, I just think, I don't think I can overhype it, especially for fans, people who are like already fans of, um, I can't remember the filmmaker's name, Mark. Matthew Vaughn? Matthew Vaughn, yes. Okay. I could re- imagine M name. <laughs> Matthew Vaughn. Um, cool. So, um, how do you see, uh, like, this. I don't know. I want to ask more about Tommy Wiseau and the way this movie exists. Because it's like, yeah, we talked about Neil Breen and, like, Kirk Cameron and everyone who produces those kinds of things. But, like, it's like you said, you know, all those things have this weird conservative, like, underlying message thing. There's definitely not one in this one. I I don't think so either. But he... I don't... I'm trying to think if I've ever heard him say anything political. I don't think I have. Right. It's it's just... And like... Which to me reads more like... Has any other movie existed in this way? In the uh, way it that It genuinely does? feels like it was like... A, like a, all the stars aligned. Yeah. The, like... For, some, for somehow everything on every level failed. Yeah. But it failed in a way that isn't like... That's, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, there... I just don't think there's any movie that legitimately enters this conversation. I'm trying to think. That's not, like, intentionally bad. Yeah. Or, like... Like, the B... Even, like, the like the B movie from, like, the 70s. I feel like don't even oh, enter this conversation. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Like, like you know... Oh, like, you mean, like, The Blob and... Yeah, like that. I feel like those don't even enter the conversation, te- too. Yeah. It's hard to compare. Yeah, because those were, like, cheaply made. But, like, this is, like, a... And and modern era versus like something like you said that was made in the seventies where they were doing it cheap and yeah. quick and like bit that things weren't held to. I don't want to like shit on filmmaking in the seventies because there are plenty of great movies, but sure. things that were supposed to be B movies weren't really held to like the same yeah. standard. Yeah, I guess. And it's not like that, or even like Troll Two, for example. Yeah, I've it's seen like, Troll Two. It's like not the same. It's still it's it, really not. Yeah, it's like a it's that's a 
great watching movie experience. But it's I've not seen like, Troll Two and I've seen Best Worst Movie, which is the yeah, yeah. documentary That's made really about Troll Two. Yeah, um, another uh, foreign director. Yeah, yeah. But uh, which I think does have like more of an effect on the way he directed the movie in yeah. terms of like he. Just there was a language barrier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's there's nothing that enters like 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 oh this is just like this. Yeah, I do think that if you made a documentary about the room, parts of it would read in a similar way that the documentary about that Best Worst Movie does. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Because there are people from Best Worst Movie or from Troll Two who, who you see in Best Worst Movie like. Riding the wave of popularity that is Troll yeah, Two. <laughs> yeah, they go to the the, the conventions, right? Her, and that one woman, the the mom movie, yes. just like insane. She's so sad and crazy. Yeah. But it's, the main guy is just like this guy's a cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like just a dentist and yeah. yeah. But he and he like loves that he was in it. Yeah, and like that it's a part of his. You know, it's like his claim to fame. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's some parts of Best Worst Movie that are just legitimately sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And I'm sure a documentary about The Room would have similar, like... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, when you read the book, like, the girl... Oh, the, sure, the yeah, girl, of course, you can speak to that. Yeah, the main girl, like... The like, woman who played Lisa? Yeah, because she, like, gets naked with him and has sex. It, like, yeah. the whole thing just kind of seems really scummy. Creepy. And just, like... Um. Yeah, like questionable. On yeah, and I guess he was levels. just kind of always kind of like mean to her and like say like insulting things uh, because like he clearly wanted like some like hot like supermodel, right? But he's not gonna get like you know he's not gonna get Kate Upton to star in you know the yeah, room or something, right? So like he got he got, he got like he, he, the prettiest actress he could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, and that's probably exactly how he saw it. Like, yeah. that's not just me saying. No, that. no, that's exactly how he saw it. it. Was like, well, we can't get them. We'll settle for this. Yeah, and apparently, I guess he was just always just kind of like. I mean, the movie doesn't really treat women in a great oh, way. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Because in the movie, all women do is gossip about uh, boys. They, yes. They don't have... They they claim to have jobs, but they never are doing jobs. Right. They only they have sex. They order pizza and cook. <laughs> and they throw parties. That's all women do. Right. Right. And have cancer. Yeah. Or don't have cancer. No. She does have she cancer. She does have cancer. Sorry. Yeah, I got confused there. <laughs> it is hard to confuse yeah. the one time she mentions yeah, 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 it in yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. As it's not a main plot point. <laughs> no, but there's like... That's another thing about it. There's so many plot things that you go can't. nowhere. Yeah. So yeah, she's got cancer. They, they have... Um, uh, Denny... Um, Danny is buying drugs. Oh, and right. They, they have a whole confrontational scene of them taking... Uh, there's like a, bu- a drug deal that goes wrong and that it's never mentioned again. Right. That he's buying drugs and it's just like, okay, we're going to move on from yeah. that. Um, like, there's just all these weird it's things. So weird. He's like, a, he's like up for promotion. It's never really mentioned. I know. And I've heard it mentioned before. I've heard it talked, discussed before where people hypothesize that it's just like he wanted to throw as many like uh, tropes. From oh, sure. drama, from dramas into the movie as possible, yeah. Without actually having any payoff, yeah. Like promotions, 
drugs, cancer, cancer yeah, uh, like uh, wedding is wedding, a thing. Yeah, that wedding. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Is there something that involves like a pregnancy in it? Yeah, because at the end, like all women do, they're so you know <laughs> they scheme so much that she fakes a pregnancy. That's what I thought. Yeah, because yes. she at the at the party she announces that. Um, that she's Which is pregnant. also like a way that the movie treats women horribly. <laughs> yeah, because so she announces that she's pregnant, but she's also sleeping with Mark. Right. So then they ask, like, "Oh, whose baby is it?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm not pregnant. I'm just trying to fuck with him." Right. You know, like women do. Right. Yeah. Like all women be trifling, yeah. just, just <laughs> playing off that they're pregnant and having no real plan besides just saying I'm pregnant. Right. Yeah, because. Um, and that's never really... She says it, and she's like, ah, oh, no, not really. And then it's just like... <laughs> it's just they move on. Um, uh, and then he almost throws the, his best friend off a roof. Oh, yeah. He, like... Like, they're having a fight, and then he almost throws him off the roof, and then he's like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. And then they move on. It makes no logical yeah, sense. Yeah, this is all of these weird... The film makes no logical sense. Right. Because it, he, he clearly doesn't understand, like, screenwriting. Like, oh, you, you set this up, you should pay yep. it off. He's like, ah, we'll mention she has cancer, and that's a thing that the audience will know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a thing the audience will know right. about this well, character. Um, in the books, I remember this book so much. No, but, it's uh, cool. Uh, I mean, it's the source of knowledge yeah, that you have. I guess in um, in the script, or uh, like, um, there'd be like scenes where Lisa's talking to um, her mom on the phone, and then halfway through the scene, this mom will appear in the scene, and then oh. Right. And they kick her out the door. Like it, so it would be like continuity errors within right. the script of like right. she's talking on the phone and then she's talking to her in person yeah. and then like tells her goodbye. Like it's just like yeah. clearly he doesn't know what, what's going on. Not a single person touched that script other than Tommy Wiseau yeah. making like the first draft of it. And you can't find and it. And do you think online. he even I would bet he probably didn't even have a shooting script. Probably not. I think he had, like, a script. Oh, uh, and then I, as it went along, he... And he maybe changed things, but I can't find it online. I've looked. Really? Because I'm, I'm like, it would explain so much if you it could really read would. it. It really like, would. It really would. Are these people just reading lines exactly? If there was some sort of shooting but script. But there's nothing online. I, they, that they, doesn't surprise me. They have pictures me. of it in the book, and, like, just, like, here's a, here's a page, but that's like it. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. I was gonna say one other thing where the script was concerned. Oh, how did he get the money? Where the... He had... Well, he was... He has money, but he also had a, a woman that gave him, like, $7 million. Shit. That's all we know. It's it's really? very big. But apparently he has, like, a lot of... Like, it's implied in the book that he's, like, a lot of money. He... I just feel like he would have had to... Yeah. I don't know if it, he came from money or, like... Some some business deal like he like hit it big early because like he had like three apartments yeah because like I guess like early like before the room came out like he had a, he had, like a super nice apartment in San Francisco a super nice apartment in L A so, like all these like yeah and just, like, when you were talking money. about I I was thinking that when you were talking about the fact that like they met in San Francisco but they shot most of it in L A and how thinking about how expensive even on that level that kind of thing would have been is baffling and like yeah it's not like he had a studio producing the movie or something Mm-mm. no it was all him uh <sighs> yeah so crazy. and like film's not cheap no and if he had to shoot it for nine months that's so expensive I, just on the film alone yeah 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 for to actually be doing it for every shot to have been both digital and yeah 
film. But like again, like digital, he could have shot it, it right? Yeah, easy. Right. But he he wanted film. But if the whole thing was shot on film, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. If there's a, um, if there's any other great script things. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like clearly written in broken English. Yeah. You know? It just like doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked talk about the sex scenes yet. Oh yeah. I mean, those are Except brutal. That they exist. Yeah. No, they're brutal. How if you cut together every sex scene in the movie, it would have to last at least like ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's if not longer. You. Well, there's one that repeats itself. Oh right, but you see the whole thing. Yeah, you see it again twice. Yeah. So it's like, so they go and have sex once. This is the sex scene. Then later they have sex. Yeah, they just have it. And there's no dialogue. It's just like... It's it's basically like watching bad soft porn. Yeah. Because you like see nudity. You You just don't see like... And that's it. You see a bunch of Tommy Wiseau's butt. Yeah. And then... um, And then later... You see it again. The same scene. The same exact. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. It's, genu- it's like literally the same. Just maybe the shots are a little mixed up. And it's a different song. So oh, we, right. That's it. Yeah. But, and the music in it is so like bad. Weird. It's just like a weird mix of like piano, but also like really sensual, like yeah. R&B. That's like, doesn't make sense. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's just like weird, like sex moves in it that don't make sense. Like, yeah. she'll go and put her hand, just kind of, like, hang it, like, on the back side of his pocket. Like, yeah! That's, that's not a move anyone yeah. made. And, like, he's having sex way too high up on her. Oh! It, it, looks like, it looks like he's, like, having sex with her belly, her belly button. button. Yeah! And it's just, like, it's just supposed to be played as normal. And it's just, like, the grossest angles, too. Of, like, yeah. it'll be, like, right on the side, so you just see him, like, thrusting. Right! It's, like, not... It's so... And you can see it's like just weird muscles just like tensing up and it's yes, like, oh. it's like the least sexual, like the least sensual thing you've ever watched. Yeah, <laughs> even though two people, like for all intents and purposes, all of the uh, you know component parts are there. Yeah, <laughs> it should be at least decent to watch, and it's not. No, that's, but if you supercut all the sex scenes together. I would venture to say it's like 10 to 15 minutes of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Well, about an 80, 90 minutes? Yeah, is I think it? 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, like the first like third of it is like a lot of sex yes. scenes. It's like there's a sex scene within the first five minutes yeah. that's like three minutes long. Yeah. And then it gets to another one that's, that's like... That's the same. Yeah. yeah. It's just like... <laughs> it's... Yeah. Uh, and most of the show... So and like another thing is that the, the camera is at, is like constantly out of focus and trying to get oh, in right, focus. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like... There is nothing about it this good. <laughs> yeah. And the shots aren't well composed. It's not like a, like, yeah. Oh, On all man. fronts, it fails. But it fails in a great way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why it is what it is, is because literally no factor of it is good. Yeah. Like, it's not like these people are just, like, bang-up actors working with bad material. Like, the acting is not good. Yeah. And the writing's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Editing, 
the actual use of the camera. I hadn't even remembered that that was a factor. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of times. <laughs> so much it's just like, out of it's focus. Just, it's clearly out of focus. <laughs> they're, they're not focused on anything in particular. The music, the editing. The music, the editing. The shots in terms of like having to use green screen, but it's just bad. And then, yeah, if you did a similarly, if you did a super cut of all of the, like, <laughs> I guess, quote, establishing shots of oh, San Francisco. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> so There's many. a great, in the party sequence, which is like maybe 10 minutes, I think there's like four different establishing shots, just so people know this is, <laughs> this San, is Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. And it's like, so weird. Yeah, a lot, and a lot of the outside ones, it's like, it's like brutally long. Yeah. Of just how many there are. Yeah. yeah. And like the whole the, like opening credits is just establishing yes. shots of uh, San Francisco and then they use them again. Yeah. And then they use the they use the full house houses it like two times. But yeah. Like not in a way of like, oh, this here's is, the house we're yeah. about to go into. No, it's just like here's the house. <laughs> they just throw it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet if you cut out if you cut that movie to just scenes that are like dialogue between people it'd probably be like an hour yeah like you could probably lose 30 minutes of that movie just in um sex scenes that don't sex have dialogue scenes. and shots of san francisco Such san francisco there's a there's a scene where they just play uh uh toss football oh, in yeah. the park for like a really long time no dialogue there's no dialogue they're just kind of playing toss football and then they cut to a scene so it's tommy and mark playing like toss football then they cut to a scene of Mark and Lisa in oh, the right. house. Then they cut back to Tommy yeah. and Mark playing football. So, it, it, but uh, them running upstairs. So it's like clearly he was at two places at once, and yeah. it doesn't make sense. Man, that movie. And at the end, we should talk about the ending. He kills himself at the end. Yes. And it's like a you know it's a heart wrenching scene. He's just blowing his brains out. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a perfect shot of just like. It, it it looks ridiculous. Yeah, because he um, he like t- he like tears his apartment up because he's so mad that Lisa's leaving him. Right. Um, and uh, so then he finds a gun. Yeah. And and blows his brains out. And they and they come and discover his body. Just just there's a ton of blood. Right. And I'm, and everyone's just sobbing and so sad. Right. They made him kill himself. Right. It was a woman's fault. It was a woman's fault. And women are the problems for everything. That's, all, that's basically what the movie's about, is that if it was just guys, there'd be no problems. Everybody would just be tossing around footballs yeah. and try not to get killed in drug deals. Yeah. Because the movie is basically saying that she's a manipulative yeah. person and just destroying his life. Yep. He, and he's a great guy. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh, yeah. yeah he's he a great guy. Nothing... Never, Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. And he, she made... The, oh, um, he's the flower shop woman's favorite customer. Yeah, he is a favorite customer. <laughs> God, that, that scene's great. Yeah. It's genuinely just a scene that's just like... Yeah. It, I, for, I had... That's the thing is, like, I remembered that he killed himself at the end... And I remembered that it was, like, because of her, but there's so little actual plot to the movie that it doesn't... That when it happens, you're like, wait, what's happening? Like, yeah. he's he's killing himself? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> because, okay, so, it's a, yeah, it's a love triangle. Right. Between her and Mark, and she's cheating on Tommy with his best friend, Mark. Right. And, uh, basically at the party, um, it all comes to a head when, um... They're dancing really sexually together, oh, and he's right. like, "Hey, that's my that's my wife of the uh, 
future wife. She calls him his future wife, not right. his fiance. Um, and like shoves him and they get in a fight. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry about that. Right. I, I exploded. And then they right. do it again. And then he loses it. And uh, he says, get out, get out, get out of my life. Right. And then it's just like... Get he, out, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. But again, it's the woman's fault, you know? Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark says, you know, he says it great. He says, uh, why did you make me do this? He says that to Lisa. After they had sex for the first time, was like, I can't believe you made me do this. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, wow. Okay, all right. Jude. I'm trying to think. Yeah, did we, did yeah. We is there anything else that you can think of that you definitely want to, like, comment on? I'm trying to think. Well, I'll go ahead and ask this question, and maybe it'll help um, you speak to some other things. Um, how do you feel like your love of the room um, has influenced you, both creatively and just your life in general? Um, it was definitely, like... Um, like um, uh, like a defining moment in my life. How stupid it is oh, of just it. like, oh, I can be obnoxious and it'll be okay. Oh, I, actually, in screenings, yeah, oh. I've never it like not like because because in those screenings I'm so obnoxious right. and just and just the worst That's and so it funny. and it works and, and it's welcome and encouraged encouraged and you felt like a rock star felt like a rock star, <laughs> um, but. uh so I'd say maybe that of yeah. just like letting your freak flag fly. And <laughs> I be, love that. But um, but it also I wouldn't have even thought about that because I was only thinking in terms of like the movie itself, and I was like, well, I'll let you speak to that. But yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that like going to those screenings and watching the movie and like finding comedic you know, material. Yeah. And, you know, basically, like, the idea behind a a Mystery Science Theater 3000 or, like, the Doug Benson does movie interruptions Mm -hmm. and, like, uh, Riff Tracks is hugely popular. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole... I didn't even think about the fact that, like, that's an entire, like, subculture, I guess. Sure. And I don't don't even do that with any other movie. Right. But I I feel like it's, like, a point of view a little bit of Uh just, like... Of being obnoxious and just screaming, <laughs> I feel like that's that influenced me. I'm trying to think about anything else about the movie itself. Yeah, I mean, I just have a love for everything bad. Uh huh. That I'll just like I'll like watch things on YouTube that like, get in these weird holes of being like, oh my god, this is a this is like a just a swing and a miss. What else? Just and I'll just go on these long tangents. Right. Do you feel like you and you don't have to um uh be. Do you feel like there's anything in Chicago that you kind of have that fascination with? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't say, I don't say what the I was going to say, we can talk off mic because yeah. I'd be interested. No, there is, there are, yeah, sure. Um, there's a couple, yeah. Yeah, but. I'm sure, and uh, I bet you wouldn't be alone. Yeah, for that. sure. But even, like, because um, I went to film school, and that's, oh. like, its own subsect of just insane yeah. things. I Like, like, um... Well, it's a combination of just, like, laziness and just, like, people trying to be overly ambitious. Sure. I, I remember this one um, movie. It was, like, a, like the final thing. And the guy is, like, a, like um, the whole movie, the whole, like, short film is just taking place in the interrogation room. Oh. Uh, and it's, like, you know, it, it's supposed to be, like, De Niro and Al Pacino going head-to-head, two <laughs> actors at the top of their game, just, like, going at it. But he, like, couldn't get good actors so it's just like two like people that clearly never acted before and the guy just set up a camera and what and like one taked it 
So it was like a five-minute movie in just one take. And watching these people kind of just... They clearly have the lines like on the page that they're like trying to pretend oh, is like wow. their record. And it's like an... Like, that one was like amazing. There's a scene in um, the... Uh, Steve McQueen's first movie um, with Michael Fassbender in it called Hunger, um, which I saw like around when it came out, which is like 06. That's like that. It's um, Michael Fassbender plays uh, an Irish, um, uh, uh, like he's uh, doing a hunger strike. Um, his name's Bobby Sands, I think. Um, and a priest comes to the prison to try to like talk him out of it basically Mm -hmm. and it is like it's like a uninterrupted i want to say like 10 minute scene and it's incredible yeah so i can totally see some film school kid being like oh i'm I'm gonna gonna do that i'm gonna do that oh it's gonna be i'm gonna blow people's mind and then just like it failing and it's it's like the laziest thing to do as a film student well yeah but again it would it would be fine if it was like you know michael fassbender and then just like acting it's a show rob it was like Clearly, it was like somebody's dad and like the dad's best friend. That he like <laughs> they had the scripts in front. Yeah, of them. and it's like clearly shot and like and like this the room that we're in right now. They clearly like snuck and just in. tried to make it look. Yeah, like they kind of like dim the lights a little. Like, and they're like, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> Sorry, but there you said you had another. Oh, one. there's another one where um, a guy was like, I'm gonna make this really like edgy movie about drugs and how it affects people and this uh-huh. guy clearly is never never like not a part of this world at all right and it's just like it'd be one thing if it were a person who had like become sober and experienced that sure. <laughs> but it's clearly not that it was right. like clearly a guy who loves like uh requiem for a dream yeah requiem for a dream and train spotty <laughs> oh right right and it's just like it's about this couple and they're just doing so much cocaine <laughs> and it's it, it, it's just nonsense and like <laughs> Like, they're taking a shower, doing cocaine in there, and they come out, do more cocaine. But it's, like, not as a joke. It's, like, this guy's, like, this is how people who are addicted to cocaine do their cocaine. (laughs) Oh, man. I wish I had another hunger-esque, pretentious thing to say. Oh, no. It's basically him trying to do, like, train spotting. Right, right. That would be the example of the legitimate thing. It's just, like, this guy doesn't know. And just the lines are just, like, baby, I love you so much, but I love this cocaine more. It's, like, like that was a line, like, basically a line in it. And it's just, like, it's just nonsense. So that factor... And then she, of course, dies from a heroin overdose. Oh, sure. And, you know, he's just so high on cocaine that it doesn't affect him. He doesn't care. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Yes, of course. That's how drugs work. Yeah, yeah. These people just love doing cocaine. Um, In the shower. Yeah, and it's just, like, you know, just a film school. And everyone's just, like... Like, I'm sure that makes total sense. But, but other people were just so ready to suck his dick. I'm like, that was so brave of you. Oh, I'm like, other people that God. don't get that. No, this is not how people live with drug abuse. Right. I'm pretty sure. But. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. That's um. great. Yeah, do you have anything else? I don't think so. I think we've we pretty exhausted it. I yeah. think we've uh, I think we've really delved into the room. Yeah. I can't imagine listening to this if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, like Just I said, because I feel like it would inform the conversation so much. Yeah. 
Um, I think we've covered it all. I but think, I'd right? much rather you. I think so too. But I'd much rather you be able to just like talk about whatever you want than worry about like. No, I'm just trying to think because it, there's it, like I said, it's so dense. It is. I'm trying to think: is there anything we left out and didn't talk about? We had that. That would be totally. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think we got it all. I think so too. I think there's so much like weird shit involved that yeah. I mean, the main storyline is that love triangle, yeah. but like it's again, I would. I would, like, challenge someone to supercut what that storyline takes up. You know what I mean? The, actual, the amount of time. The, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's not a lot. But if you take up the sex scenes, it's not, yeah, it's not a lot. Because um, <laughs> there's just so many, it's like you said, it's so, so much random shit gets brought up that it boiling down the actual, what's supposed to be the storyline of the movie is right. such a small fraction of it. Well, there's a character, uh, his name's uh, Danny, he's like the, the neighbor kid that, yeah. but like his whole point, like his whole role as a character is just to prove like, Tommy's such a great guy, but it doesn't make sense because this kid is like 18, but apparently Tommy adopted him when he was 18. Right. So now he's like his son, kind of, and he's paying for his college. Right. But he's blowing all that money on drugs. drugs. But again, not mentioning it ever again. And yeah. the next day, really everything's know. fine. It's like, you okay. never really know what. That's a great scene, is. too. The, the drug scene. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy shows, the drug dealer shows up in like sweatpants and a beanie. Right. And he, yeah. he just comes and starts yelling at him. It's awesome. Yeah. It makes. Can you. I guess the only other thing I would love to like hear your response to is like, do you ever see yourself trying to like not necessarily recreate something like the room because i just feel like we've already talked about the fact that you can't yeah no i mean yeah i mean it's just a thing i love i don't think yeah. i i feel like it's 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 like it only works in the context of this guy is clearly speaking another language that yeah. no one else is speaking yeah yeah I don't ever think there'll be another one. Like, I mean, That's a really interesting thing to say. We, we talked about that a little bit, but I, I genuinely don't think something like it exactly. Like, the, the Fable Findings is close, but yeah. it's like, like, I feel like from, I feel like even though it's an awful movie, it's so enjoyable. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It does work as like an experience. Where, the, where, like, the other ones, like, after a while, they'll, they'll, they start getting grading. It gets taxing to watch like, okay, we get is. it. This one, I would say, doesn't ever get boring. It, like... Yeah. It works, and it's fun. I can't really imagine watching it by yourself on DVD with no one else to, like, experience it with. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I feel like it's so bonkers that you wouldn't be able to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jude, thank you so much no, for doing this you. with me. Um, I say the same thing at every... At the end of every episode... That I love you, and I mean that. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.